Why do some nurses like to write with red crayons? Sometimes they like to draw blood. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small businesses as we spring from COVID. And our guest this week, well, she's helping business owners and business professionals share their spaces. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're gonna learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Tracy Barman, the owner of Sharing Spaces. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you, Michael. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? My name is Tracy Barman. I'm the owner of Sharing Spaces. We offer housing options personalized to the needs of business professionals. The reason we're here talking with Tracy is because we've gotten numerous requests from visionaries just like you on, I had a business before, I've gone into the regular workforce, and now I want to start a business again. And Tracy is doing just that. And Tracy, before you started the second venture, what was your first? It was a Help Yourself franchise. Okay, and what did they do? helped sell real estate buyers and sellers for a discounted fee is, is basically what what it boils down to why did you close the business it was 2008 and oh. as we all know that was a rough time <laughs> sure. so when 2008 happened you had the financial crisis and you being in real estate that wasn't such a great thing and what did you do once you closed that business um i actually went went back to banking um i a little bit more, but uh, I'm one that doesn't want to fail. I don't like failing, and, and so which means I'll work harder and harder. And um, I was working way too many hours and had a little one, and so it gave me an opportunity to go back to banking where I could set. You know, I really appreciated that 40-hour work week and vacation time at that point. So the stable, safe, secure, predictable, predictable job. Now. Yeah. You did that for a bunch of years, and what on earth possessed you to go jump off a cliff, leave the safe job behind, and go into something that is relatively unknown, and who knows if it's going to work? Right, so it's that entrepreneurial spirit that just comes natural in me. Okay. I'd even say every, every sales role I ever had, I looked at it as my business, and uh -huh. I took, um, it, it was all about creating what I was doing, creating my client, creating you know my sales pitch, creating creating everything. And so, um, so when it came to getting started in this business, it really wasn't that I set out to become a business owner again. It was really that I saw this need in housing, mm -hmm. and I thought, hmm, I think I can, I think I might be able to fix that, or at least contribute and help with it. So, what made you discover there was a need out there for housing? So my husband and I, well, we weren't husband and wife yet, but we were dating and we weren't sure if we wanted to get married at that point. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about, well, why don't more people have roommates? Mm. And then we started discussing the different reasons that that might make somebody not want to try the whole roommate thing. And 
the risks and um, we're both actually pretty risk adverse people. So, um, so anyways, that's kind of where it started and it turned into dozens and possibly hundreds of conversations, <laughs> which then led to eventually sharing spaces launching. You don't like taking risks. No, it's, it's, <laughs> I know it doesn't make any sense. So, and yet here you are. And yet here I am. Visioneers, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to notice that we are not in a corporate office. We are not in a conference room. We are actually in on location in one of the properties that Tracy has listed for business professionals. And very briefly describe where it is that we are for those who are listening on the podcast. We are in Brimhall Estates in a very beautiful home in a gated neighborhood. Um, nice pool and, and community benefits. Our great host uh, is, has allowed us to come and camp out in her living room and and show off the property. And show off the property. And for a limited time only, this could go soon. <laughs> <laughs> what kinds of business professionals do you target in sharing spaces? Uh, I would say that some of the different professionals that are drawn to our company mm -hmm. are obviously um, the traveling medical professionals, um, nurses. We've got some executives. Um, we also have just helped uh, individuals that are professionals, but kind of in that transition of life. Uh, right now, the housing market, the vacancy rate is really low. Mm. So any opportunity that you can open up new possibilities for them in their price range where they can be in a ni nice neighborhood, right. um, that's, that's what they're looking for. Why would a business professional or a business owner choose a house like this instead of an extended stay hotel, something like that? Why would they choose this instead? It, it feels like home. Ah. And at the end of the day, also, if, if you, you get to come home to some, another person, another human being occasionally, or have coffee occasionally, and maybe you stay out of each other's way, that, that can be a possibility as well. But there's furniture provided, there's um, utilities either included or uh, at a monthly stipend. Uh, but like with this house, what, what the tenant is paying for rent versus what he'd have to pay for a whole house. It's, it's pretty significantly different. Mm -hmm. And he has bike paths, he has you know the gates, he has the pool. It's, it's just a win-win for everybody. For the business owner out there, what's the advantage for them in sharing spaces? I'd have to say, you know, really there's, in a, in a situation where there's a shortage of housing mm -hmm. and housing prices are elevated, mm -hmm having more options for your employees that need need those options and renting a room often is a temporary can be a long term but also can be a temporary transitional place that that would be cheaper and better than a hotel define temporary so we are not the airbnb rent by the night or by the uh, week or by the okay. two weeks sure. we are most of our placements are i'd say over 90 days mm. in most cases but we've had tenants that have placed in a room for rent for a year or more so it's it's not it just kind of depends on on what the host is looking for and then what the tenants needs are is sharing spaces an option for the business owner that already has existing investment properties. Is this something that would work Absolutely. for them? And, and why, why is this a fit for them? For the owner that uh, either wants to rent a furnished property and get more because it's furnished, 
or is, um, is open to actually short term, a little bit more turnover. Uh, I've seen situations where you get several hundred dollars more a month hmm. for letting somebody come in for a three or six month stay. Oh. And it doesn't necessarily have to be furnished. A lot of times, uh, property owners will think, well, I have to provide utilities and I have to provide this and I have to, and really there's tenants that are looking for four months where they can bring all their own stuff in, mm. you know, where they set up their own utilities. So it really is a case by case basis on what the goals of the owner are and the goals for the tenant. And that's kind of where we fit in is we, we're not just this, we're not just that. We're really, you can get a furnished property, unfurnished property, you can get uh, room for rent. You, you have options with our company. Now, one of the things we're going to talk about in the next segment is how things have changed in the last 10 years for the second time around business owner. But before we do that, if visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? That would be Tracy at sharingspaces.com and Tracy is T-R-A-C-I-E. There it is. Dot com sure. or our website, sharingspaces.com. Are you on social media? We are. We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and LinkedIn. So come check us out. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. We're here talking with Tracy because of a visioner question that came from a visioner just like you. And when we come back, yes, we are going to talk about what business is like the second time around. When we come right back. Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. I'm here with Tracy Barman, the owner of Sharing Spaces, and our visionary question comes from Rudy who asks, I owned a business 10 years ago, went into the workforce, and am now opening up a new business. A lot has changed in the last 10 years. What do you think I need to watch out for? Well, Rudy and Michael, um, I there's a lot that's changed in the last 10 years. How so? um, I would say, as a big one is is advertising social media mm. it's it's a completely different world out there and mm. you've got you know obviously facebook is is a presence but mm -hmm. you've also got instagram and linkedin and i know there's twitter and youtube and there's all these different platforms sure. and all these different and each platform targets a different audience and then there's different levels at each with each of like okay well how do i post but how do i get followers and you know there's no point having posts without followers or followers without posts. So you have to understand it. It can be kind of confusing. Do you, is this something that you've had to figure out on your own? I have. I've got a, a great team that's, that's been extremely uh, instrumental, but at the same time as the CEO, you have to know what's going on yourself. You ha you, it's your job to lead and to run the company, and uh, that's just part of leadership. How have you discovered the importance of social media versus what you did 10 years ago? What, uh, with a real estate company 10 years ago, you did postcards, you were in the Bakersfield, California and posting for the Sundays on your open houses. Open houses were a big part of the advertising signs, right. flyers, and that's, 
I mean, yes, people's signs are important. Yes, postcards still work. And a lot of that, some of that stuff still works. I wouldn't, anyways, I'm not going <laughs> to say not what to do. But, but sure. at the same time, social media, as, as you know, um, as many people know, that is, that is the direction these days. How have you used social media to help your business? So I'm learning Instagram and getting more followers every day, happy to say, but I, you know, looking, you know, posting, posting um, information and seeing your audience um, engaging with it and you can tell what they engage with and what they don't. And I keep getting told by some, some of my friends that are in the industry, you know, Tracy, you got to get your face out there more. You have to more human <laughs> pictures. And so I'm like, sure. Oh, I like to hide. Okay, fine. So, um, so I think it's there. You've got to set your uncomfort, your discomfort levels aside, and right. you've got to get out there. You've got to listen to what your audience is looking for, um, and put in action. I can't say it's 100% action yet, but it's there's plans to to start interacting with the faces of our tenants, um, the faces of our hosts, the getting my face out there more. So. You touched on something very important just now, which is interacting with your followers on social media. And you also touched on that this is something very uncomfortable for you. Yes. But you've also gained a tremendous amount of value from your interactions. How has your interactions on social media affected your business? I would say that, well, we are ultimately building a tech company. I mean, we're a housing company and I, I definitely want the local presence to be significant and have that local community relationship. Mm -hmm. But we're building a tech company, sharingspaces.com. I want hosts and owners and to get on and list their properties, which has happened now. So I'd say that's, that's a big, big success as we're starting to get listings on our platform that are just from social media, mm. from our Spectrum Reach commercial, which was awesome. Uh, they gave us a grant and that was really exciting. Um, so, and it's, but it's, I, I had a call this morning on one of my properties and the tenant was saying she found, she saw my social media and that's how, you know, why she wants to now go see the property. So, um, it, it works. Tangible results from social media. Yeah. So now I just need to, of course, build it to more presence and more interactions and, you know, then it'll just all the grow, things grow from there so was this something that you knew innately or did you learn it somehow oh no i didn't know i was not i was not a social media person mm. that whole get your face out there that wasn't me so right. this is this has been something that is my goal is to help the client mm -hmm. and my gro goal is to grow a successful company so we can help the clients right so you have to you have to get out there you have to be present you have to be where they are so was there something that you learned through this whole process the the ups and the downs and of all this was there something along the way that affects the decisions you make today based on what you learned through this um i i mean i there's been learning lessons all along the way i i definitely say like hitting that struggle word um, I, I had a situation where I thought that my struggle, I was the only one in the world struggling. Um, and so I 
realized one day as I was reading this book, The 12 Week Year, mm -hmm. that I was not the only one struggling and actually it was a thing. Really? So it's a thing for entrepreneurs and it's a thing for everybody, but it's, it's those that really want to accomplish something. Um, and it's called The Valley of Despair. And it's just a cycle where we start off with this cool idea and um, eventually we start to go, okay, this is not so cool. And then we eventually hit the valley of despair and either we give up and go to a new idea or we push through our struggle and our pain and our uncomfortable situations and, um, and we hit happiness. What happens when you hit the valley of despair and then get a new idea? Many, many times, I think in human nature, we don't like being in pain and we don't like being in struggle and uncomfortable and embarrassed and you know all that goes along with it. So we'll actually give up in the valley of despair mm -hmm. and we'll go back to a new idea. But unfortunately, you just end up in this cycle where you're not really accomplishing your goals and dreams and visions and purpose for this world. So um, so it's, it's, it's knowing that you're taking on something big outside your comfort zone that you're gonna hit that valley of despair at some point. For one person, it might not be a significant um, pain. They might not even know they're in struggle, but others will definitely know it. I knew it. Um, and But at the same time, when you know it's coming, 12 Week Year by Brian Moran, it's, it's a great book. Um, but when you know it's coming, it's part of the process, you just go, oh, I'm there. I actually have a, my husband and I have a board up on our wall that's got the chart. Um, it's a magnetic um, erase board and it's got the chart on it. We've got these little pegs and our goals and we've got our pegs onto different places and I've got at least one right now that's stuck in Valley of Despair <laughs> and it feels stuck, but I know it's just part of the process, so. Is there ever a point as you're charting this out where you're not really sure where the bottom of the Valley of Despair is? Yeah, you're like, gosh, shouldn't this keep going down? But I mean, I think that's where the other side of me is, is possibility. Mm. And it's in that possibility that I know it's going to be that idea. It's going to be that friend. It's going to be that connection point. It's going to be um, that social media posts I see or learning new something new about social media. It's going to be somewhere where I grow and expand that's going to get me through there. So it's, I think what it is is, is that that discomfort is actually what pushes us that are going to push through. It's what push us to get into action, so. And we'll be right back. Normally this is where I invite you to reach out to us on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram with a direct message on what you wanna learn about and who you wanna learn from. But now is even more important. It's hard to believe but we're almost done with our third season. Yes, we've got eight episodes left before we start season four of Small Business Celebration. And what do you wanna learn? And more importantly, who do you wanna see as our first guest with the brand new season on season four? So make sure you reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and let us know who you would like to see as our first guest on season four. I'm here with Tracy Barman, the owner of Sharing Spaces, and our visionary question comes from Peter who asks, business groups are a dime a dozen. What do you look for in a networking group? 
Well, Peter, I think it's really important right now coming through the last couple, year, year and a half that we've been hiding and disconnected. I think face-to-face -face human interaction is key with a networking group. Why is that? It, it's, a, it's a deeper connection. It's more of an opportunity to, I mean, when you meet somebody at a networking, you're not trying to get to know them as a person or know their business in entirety. You're, you're just trying to see, is there something, is there, is there something that we can connect on? Is there something here that we should talk more about? Mm. So then, so it's an opportunity to schedule that lunch, schedule that coffee, schedule the breakfast, uh, schedule another a phone call, right. you know, that whatever that looks like. Um, but that face-to-face -face is, is key. What kind of business groups or networking groups do you belong to? Right now, I'm uh, involved in a couple. I'm involved with Women Leaders in Business. Okay. Um, it's an organization that started a few years back uh, with myself and, and five, six other ladies. You started your own business group? Yes. <laughs> okay. At, at the time, I was attending different groups. Uh -huh. I wasn't seeing exactly in the marketplace what I was looking for. Okay. And so I just decided to like, Start it. If you don't like what's out there, create your own. Correct. How is your networking group, what's the name of it again? Women Leaders in Business. And what makes Women Leaders in Business fit the criteria you were looking for, as well as all the other people that are now members and belong? I wanted personal development. I wanted business development. I wanted these uh, networking opportunities to turn into friendships. Mm. And I wanted to better the community. Mm. And how does Women Leaders in Business do that? Uh, well, we, we build friendships, first of all, mm -hmm. and any networking, business, business relationships, business that's done is, is through those relationships and friendships and the trust that we've built. Um, but as far as the real deep relationships and the philanthropic side, we take on one or two events, um, nonprofits a year, and we give back. We've helped raise about $25,000 for the mission of Kern County. We've um, given money to Magdalene Hope. Both of those were luncheons. But we've done hands-on events at, with some other nonprofits in town. And, um, but that's actually, I had never done a, a led a nonprofit event until um, a friend and I took, co-led that luncheon where 200 women, sh well, 200 guests showed up. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge success. It was sold out and lots of money was made and lots of awareness was made. So, but it built a new leadership side of me um, in that, which was um, also part of what the goal of Women Leaders is. So it's to figure out where, where do you need to grow? Where do you wanna grow? And, and then gives you multiple opportunities to do so. For the visioneer out there who is unsatisfied with the business networking groups that they have and are thinking about starting their own as well, was you and your friends who created this group, was this something that you guys innately knew how to put together yourself or did you belong to other groups and organizations beforehand that allow you to learn, yeah, let's uh, do this, but not that? So there was another organization before that I had started with, with um, a CPA that was a smaller group. I think there was only 10 in that group. And so it wasn't my first time starting a, a group, but I've always done it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, I love co-creating with others. And um, I don't think it always takes starting something new. Like there's another organization I'm a part of, Kern Leadership Alliance. Okay. 
and I'm um, co-chairing on that organization. Before COVID, we were extremely successful, or the organization was. And then, of course, after a year, you went, okay, we've got to now relaunch. And now what? why? Well, right. it's now what, but it's why. Mm. You know, is, and, and what we found is the organization wasn't, the way it was, wasn't as relevant to where oh, we were going, to the future of our sure. community. And so there was a complete transformation that took, we've now got a board of like 16 with some of the most amazing leaders on it. And it, but it took everybody contributing. There wasn't, you know, it started with a small group of, of thinkers and, and doers and it, and it turned into an amazing board and, and every single person is amazingly important and valuable. You mentioned before that you were looking for deeper relationships. Mm -hmm. How have you personally benefited? Not just your business, that's mm -hmm. plain and obvious. Mm -hmm. But how have you personally benefited from these organizations and these relationships? So with women leaders in business, I started sharing spaces while a member and these women would come alongside me and go, how can I help? What do you need? Or, you know, and, and introduce me to people uh, that n n weren't necessarily even within women leaders, but it was, it was, what do you need? How I can, how can I help you? And I'd have to say that that's the same approach I take with, with them as well is what do you need? How can I help you? And, um, and that builds trust as well, which then, you know, you feel comfortable doing business with, with people. But, you know, when they're your friends and they've shown up for you and you've seen their work ethic and um, their heart. So um, I would say with uh, Current Leadership Alliance, that one is really, I've grown a lot in that one. That was an established organization that had been around for, for decades already. And, um, and I had to actually work with um, leaders really strong leaders in a whole new way, which allowed me to grow. What does the next decade look like for sharing spaces? Uh, it's it's gonna be need to be a lot of celebrating little successes along the way because there is, um, there is um, opportunities for growth that still exist. There's a lot of services that we still wanna roll out um, that are not available yet online. Um, I'm doing them I'm, and and at the same time, there's a lot of getting my ideas and getting out what we do and how do I get that out on the website and how do I get that out to social media? So if people, if I offer services and nobody knows I offer them, so that's, that's really a big part of, of what I'm excited about is, is learning how to bring this company to the client, utilize technology for an efficient company and, um, and serving and helping people. If visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? That would be Tracy, T-R-A-C-I-E, at sharingspaces.com. And uh, visit our website at www.sharingspaces.com. And social media? Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn are great ways to, to reach me. And we'd love to hear from you. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com.
Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. Cutting, not. Early on in my career as a director of photography, I did what a lot of people do, which is work red carpet premiere events. And you've seen this on television before, where there's all the red carpet, there's the lights, all the signage, and the stars walk down the red carpet and walk into the movie theater for the premiere of the movie they starred in. And for a while, I really enjoyed doing them, but I got to the point where that's all I was doing, and I wanted to do so much more. I wanted to design lighting for film and television and great parties, but I wasn't getting anywhere. And I was complaining to a friend of mine one day, I said, I can't seem to get my career going. I'm not able to go anywhere or do anything. I'm just, I'm just stuck in a rut and I can't make it happen. Well, my friend looked at me and he said, you know, Michael, I'm a film editor, and when I edit a film, I take the parts that I don't like and I cut them out, and I leave the good stuff behind. He said, have you considered cutting the word not out of your vocabulary? Well, I had nothing to lose. I figured, why not? I'd give it a shot. And after a while, the opportunity arose, and two weeks later, I got my first design gig. Why? Because I said, I can design this for you. I will make it happen. If you find yourself in a rut right now, you find yourself in a position where things aren't going as well as you like, think about cutting the word not out of your vocabulary and see what happens. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Tracy Barman, the owner of Sharing Spaces, and I hope you learned something that you can use to grow a strong and profitable business, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business. <laughs>